forever. Dog. Alright, so this is the thing. I, I feel like we've talked about this before, okay? And I'm trying to, I'm trying to change my life, James. Okay. You're trying to change your life, okay? Yes, as a mid-thirties black man, a, like solid mid-thirties, I'm trying to learn how to swim. You know what I'm saying? I, I like. You're trying to learn how to swim. Yes, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a guppy, you know, just a fish in the water. Uh-huh. That's what I'm trying to do, James. Wow. Fish in the water, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Keep so you are, are you taking lessons? Are you actively taking So lessons? I have been looking. I have been looking. But the thing is, it's a little easier in New York because New York, they have like these places you can go to and like they have super cool classes. LA kind of shady, which I guess it makes sense. But like all the classes are just in someone's backyard. And I don't know why, but <laughs> just swimming in somebody's backyard just doesn't feel like the thing my soul needs. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I need to be in somebody's backyard? I, I don't know, dude. I don't, <laughs> but I am looking. The only thing that annoys me is everyone's like, I can teach you how to swim. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, just because you know how to swim don't mean you can teach me how to swim. Uh-uh. No, well, I remember. So I never learned. I never learned also. I, th- I think Bray can swim right and we can't. Is that Was that what's happening? Okay, he's not here. But, uh, <laughs> but, but in my... In growing up, like what would happen is like a lot of my a lot of my my siblings are like, oh, we we can't swim either, but they are self-taught. They can like they can paddle, you know what I mean? They can and they all like how old were they though? Li- they were little, little. I mean, you know, the, yeah. And I and I'm sure that there are probably specific things that you would want to like you need to like know how to tell an adult how to do it, whether whereas like a whereas like a kid can probably like catch on maybe a little bit easier but but yeah like you know you can you're you know you can you can probably just go to somebody's backyard if they have a if they have a swimming pool and learn see see this is the thing man kids see the thing the thing people i think people do know but like a kid you innately know how to swim it's like society that teaches you to be scared right i am i'm a black man who was scared this the history of blackness and oceans and waters are not good. Okay, okay. it is not right. good. Yeah, there is. So I'm like, why do I need to do this? The only reason I want to do it is because if I go on vacation and someone's like, let's go, you know, in the water. I'm like, cool, but I also don't need to go, you know, in the ocean. Okay, because the waves are crazy, James. Yeah, no, the waves are crazy. Yeah. I li- listen. I, I, I never learned how to swim. I I don't want to to know how to swim. I like I I even with each passing minute, I care less about, <laughs> about <laughs> swimming. And and my and cat keeps being like, listen, when the baby gets here, you're gonna have to know how to swim so you can save the baby's life. And I'm like, I can you swim? You can jump in. <laughs> see, see, James, no. So I so Jay Z was talking about that. Like he only learned how to swim because he had a kid. And for me, it's like I know how to fight. So I have a kid, I can fight. But I need to learn how to swim so I can be like a surf ninja. You know wow. what I mean? That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> you know? Because I'm, I'm like, when I, have, when I have kids, James, I'm like, I can already do some kung fu martial arts because I was in Taekwondo for like eight years. I'm a black belt, like not even a bit. Do you, I, wait, yes. This, I, I, always, I always forget this information. Yeah, I'm a black belt, so I can do the... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a ninja, but I'm trying to be a surf ninja. Gerard, how long have you been a black belt? You've been a black belt this whole time? 
Yeah, I know how to listen. I know how to fight. You know what I'm saying? Why are you not a Power Ranger? I don't understand how. <laughs> James, listen. All I ever wanted to do was be the Green Ranger. Okay, okay? that's all I ever wanted. Then, you what? know, but now I'm just trying to be a Surf Ninja, James. I'm, that's all. I have stuff to unpack about you saying I need to learn how to swim because I I can fight. So I want to be a Surf Ninja. That doesn't involve surfing at all. But I'm still. It does because <laughs> you can't you can't you can't surf if you no, can't swim, I'm mad. James. I want to get out of this. <laughs> nah, nah, James. Listen, you got to do it too, so we can be surf ninjas together. Uh, don't say it you know again. what I mean? Don't. I just want to make sure you it heard again. it <laughs> for the people in the back. <laughs> Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Raylock makes it so hard, but it's so easy. No, don't you know say I mean? it easy. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> Welcome to Black Man Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! Brothers don't surf. Let this get back to the hood. All right, that homies ain't gonna never let me lay this down. Honestly, that was good. I didn't, I, I figured you were going to go with that or bop, 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 bop. But I, I didn't know which yeah. one you were going to do. I was going to maybe do Baba Ram, but, but I didn't know which one to do. I didn't know whether to do Baba Ram or Barbara Ann, you know? And I didn't know. Wait, because I know. Yeah, true. <laughs> I get that. And I don't know enough about, like, if, if it's okay for me to be singing Baba Ram like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> might not be, James. It, it, honestly? It might not be. Okay, wait. So we're we're doing. Okay, wait. So we're doing surf ninjas. Braylock's not here, right? So no. So wait. So how does he normally? So we can do whatever we want. <laughs> I, we do we do we say like what the podcast is and like what the mission Fine. of the podcast is first? Fine. And then, okay. Listen, this is Black Man Can't Jump and Hollywood Podcast. We review movies with people of color and say whether or not it helps the cause of getting more leading black actors in Hollywood. And in this case, we're stepping outside of the black realm. Yes. All right. Because okay. <laughs> we care about everybody. Yes. We reviewed right. Surf Ninjas, which stars Ernie Reyes Jr. and Ernie Reyes Sr. Both of them. Both, the, both the Ernies. Okay. Bro, both Ernies. You know, let me tell you what's so interesting about this movie is I, and that's, oh, wait, what's the younger brother's name before I? Uh, Adam. Adam. Oh, and don't forget we had Tone Loke in this thing, yes, baby. Yes, Tone okay. is in, in this as well. So honestly, for everyone, depending on how old you are, you probably remember Tone Loke from either Bebe's Kids or Seabear and Jamal. You know what I'm saying? And and that's it. Those are the only... What about Ace Ventura? What about Ace Ventura? Uh oh, you know what? That's true. Oh, and we had Kelly Who in this. I love yes. her. Also, Lady Deathstrike. <laughs> Listen, I'm saying, I'm just so y'all know right now, Bray ain't here. I'm calling everybody by, <laughs> by their filmography names, okay? Okay. So, all right. Lady Death Strike. Well, all right. All right. Yeah. So, we, so this is a, you know, it's a diverse cast of, uh, of, uh, Asian American actors. Ernie, Ernie, and er, the Ernie's are Filipino. Oh, wow. Kelly is actually, she's Chinese, English, and Hawaiian. Born in Honolulu. Incredible. All right. Well, you know, before we get even farther, I guess I should introduce myself. This voice who sounds like oh, he's... Not you two. <laughs> this voice who sounds like he's a surf ninja. 
that so he just would have said something it like made that, you right? feel dirty <laughs> it made you feel dirty right it made you go, ah. this voice who sounds like you know he's he's possibly descended from african royalty wait what because in this they're descended from you know like a a fictional asian island <laughs> you know so like okay, i'm descended right. from you know some sort okay, of i give you that so i'm you know a, a wakanda like <laughs> Oh Wakanda! Area so now we in in, now we in Wakanda. Yeah, that that voice is James the <laughs> Third. Wow. Okay, this voice that is completely shocked and confused <laughs> is that a Gerard Milligan, Jonathan Braylock, Like we said, it's not here. Um, I think he's I don't know in class working. I don't know what Braylock be doing. He be doing Braylocky things. I imagine Braylock honestly at this moment sitting in a room. There's no TV. It's kind of dimly lit. He has a book, but he's not reading it. Why? And he takes out a pen and he scribbles on a piece of paper. Dry and James are really cool. And under that, he goes, P.S. Never tell him. Okay. That's how I, that's what I feel like is <laughs> happening right now. I don't know about everybody else, but I think our audience would agree. That's exactly what's happening. Okay. Right well, I, listen, I'll do the quick, I'll do the quick rundown. Wherever Braylock is, hopefully he, you know, it has up the Wikipedia and the Rotten Tomatoes for Surf Ninjas. This movie came out in 1993. Okay. It's about, you know, some, a bunch of, of uh, surfers in California who, who happen to be <laughs> the descendants of royalty from, yes, again, this uh, fictional island called Patusan. And this movie has a $6.5 million budget. And the box office was four point nine million. Okay. I, do you remember when this came? I don't remember this being in theaters. I oh well, no, I don't remember being in theaters. I remember, I there was some movie I had probably one of the like turtle sequels, maybe. Team in- come on, Kino, baby. Come maybe. on, come on, Turtles no, not Two, baby. That one. I'm not talking about. That. I don't mean that one, but yes, he is. You know, he does play Kino in that. But I think maybe TMNT three had a surf ninja yeah so i think that so that movie came out in 93 as well but i think that like vhs had an ad for surf ninjas at the beginning of it and i remember seeing that i saw that ad a million times but i never i don't remember surf ninjas being in theaters but i do remember like i do remember the promotion for it and stuff wow james do you remember when you would get a vhs tape and it would have freaking previews in it yes yes for for all those at home, the VHS tape. <laughs> Let me tell you what's so crazy is that I have friends who legitimately weren't born when this movie, like, yeah. not close yeah. to being born when this movie came out. So I'm not even being disrespectful. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, you would go to a place like, you know, Circuit City, you know, The Wiz, maybe even Pizza Hut, because Pizza Hut used to give a lot of, like, DVDs. Like, I remember getting the X-Men VHS from there and it wasn't even like the cool X-Men but it was like you know X-Men VHS and I feel like they had a Surf Ninjas Surf Ninjas and Three Ninjas yes oh my gosh Three Ninjas also which someone should remake Three Ninjas because Three Ninjas were like random as shit Rocky <laughs> lives but it was like three white boys it was like Rocky Tum Tum and I forgot the other one but I'm like someone should do that with actual like Chinese or Asian, like it should, it should be good. Yeah, good martial art, and and also actual martial art, <laughs> actual martial yes. art. And because <laughs> because again, anyway, guys, this is 
this is awesome. And we're talking about this movie. And I just give him the brief summary. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, you already yeah, said it. I gave the summary, but the Rotten Tomatoes. Have you seen it? I don't it? care about that, Have James. Have you seen it? <laughs> I don't look, it I don't look a, at Rotten Tomatoes. It has an, an 11% on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Fucking 11%. Haters. That's 18. That's 18 reviews. Haters, James. Of course, Rotten Tomatoes haters. wasn't around at the time. But, okay, 11%. The audience score, 68%. Out of two thousand plus ratings, so James, a little bit higher audience. Well, but wait, little... what's the audience score? What's the audience 68%. score? Sixty-eight percent. I mean, wait, wait—is that rotten? No, that's good. That's tomato. I don't know what I don't understand. Right? I don't. Good? I don't know what's good or what's bad. I just know that an eleven percent is terrible. So, <laughs> but also, there's a bunch of haters, James. The audience don't listen was to those not, haters. The, the, the critics they sat down, they watched this, and they said. I don't know. They didn't like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, what the, what the fuck is this? What do we say? Uh, um, and honestly, rewatching it, there were some questionable things. So I guess, I mean, we should probably go into initial thoughts. Do you want me to go? Do you, or do you want to go? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I'll go. I'll go. This is one of the greatest movies ever made. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> fuck what you heard. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. All right? The only fault of this movie is having Rob Schneider throughout the whole movie. It should have had Ernie Jr. do more martial arts. Because for those who don't know, Ernie Reyes Jr. is one of the youngest like martial arts champions of all time. Like I think he was like, like I'm talking about young, like six or seven when he won his first title. He was in... He was so good that his dad, Ernie Reyes Sr., was a famous fight choreographer. And when he did a very classic movie that we reviewed, everyone should watch, The Last Dragon, Ernie Sr. was hired to choreograph it. His son, Junior, came to set and they saw how good he was. They literally wrote a part from him in the movie and he's just kicking ass. <laughs> and it's like, like I, I remember him from, of course, Teenage Ninja Turtles 2, Kino, you know what I'm saying? And Junior is the only person in cinematic history Hear me out. Cinematic history, history that I believe, <laughs> yes, that I believe that can beat The Rock in a fight. Wow. Right? Oh, that you believe that when you watch it and you believe yes. that it can. When I yeah, watch yeah. it, I'm like, he can fuck The Rock up. Yeah. Because when you watch the rundown, he's giving The Rock all the business. <laughs> all the business. He's like flying and like knocking this nigga out. That was also skinny rock, though. Listen, I don't give a shit because you know what that means? Bigger Rock got weak joints. Okay? <laughs> he got weak joints. Ernie going after all them joints because we all know Vin Diesel ain't beating The Rock in a fight. Get out of here. That's movie magic. But Ernie Sr. and Ernie Jr., oh boy. I think this movie was great. I do wish there was more fighting. I really love what they do with Lady Deathstrike because I think, you know, when she appears, she's definitely like, oh, just a concubine kind of situation. But then she's in the movie. She's fighting. She even has a speech of like, you know what? I don't want to get married to you, but we can date though. And out the whole movie, she is literally whipping ass on her own and like doing cool shit, liberating people. And it's not just used there for exposition or just as a love interest. I thought that was super cool. Again, didn't eat Rob Schneider. <laughs> Only because like he low-key was making a bunch of racist he jokes. He really and I was. was. Like, it was unfortunate. I was like, is he? I was like, why is he? in here again like i know they really weren't talking about like an actual place but i do feel like you know some of the things they were touching on could feel very relatable and very honest it's almost like when a black person is looking at like black panther we know wakanda isn't real but a lot of things they touch on in black panther and in wakanda is like oh this could be nigeria this could be ghana you know what i'm saying this could be kenya and i feel like looking at this movie i'm like oh this could have been so many different places. 
And the fact that we actually like took a second to respect that history was great. Leslie Nielsen, I, sure, he was in this movie. <laughs> Lily, he was probably on set. He was on set for three days. Like, for real, for real. Like, he was on set. Yeah, no, no way he did more than... No way yeah. he was on set for more than three days. <laughs> I don't even know why he was in this movie. <laughs> but, like, I really don't. But you know what? Also, sorry. One other no, thing I love is I love, like, the, the L.A. surfer culture and seeing it from a person of color's perspective. Because, you know, I've used to watch these movies. I've, like, I've watched Airborne growing up. I've watched, like, um, all these, like, like, I watched what I call the blueprint for Fast and the Furious point break where it's like just surfers and doing like cool shit in the 90s you know even if you're a nickelodeon kid airborne and like that's fictional so it was cool to see like like ernie and his people literally his people because he's a king or a prince in this like surfing i was like this is great but yeah so i one of the greatest movies ever made okay yeah that was cool I also agree. I, I I loved this movie growing up. I mean, we obviously don't have someone of any Asian descent to talk about about this with us today. So we can't like speak to the we can we can definitely tell you some stuff that we saw that we thought was inappropriate and definitely too far joke wise. But we can't speak to any of any like any authenticity in the representation of the fictional lands but like my goodness it's funny that you said that 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 they needed they needed junior to do more martial arts because like for me and watching it this time because i've seen it a million times it was like wow they really the martial him doing martial arts was really the like jaws or the like the t-rex they were like we're gonna (laughs) yeah you're gonna watch 45 minutes of this movie and you're not gonna see any martial arts from him and then once it starts it's gonna be the coolest thing you've ever seen because it really is and then and then as the movie goes on i never thought about by the end of it he's fully shirtless and like more muscular than i've ever seen anyone right and like but somehow it makes full sense like you're just like yep (laughs) yeah guess he's jacked like that now like (laughs) (laughs) and also what was the reasoning for it like like well they were they were it was their it was literally their destiny to like once they turn it, they did it they said it in the in the backstory at the beginning but like once they turn 16 or, or once the the older brother turns 16 his the, the moment will come or whatever and so that's why that's why it was converging well he just his body <laughs> just turns into a power ranger and he just literally at one point i was like he was running from everybody this whole movie and then all of a sudden he just like i couldn't tell if the brother was playing him on the video game but i was like yeah. i don't know what's happening but I, and that too. We'll talk about it as we go go through it. But that that stuff was crazy. But like, yeah, I lo- I I fully I fully agree with everything you said in terms of like what's great about this movie. This movie is definitely a classic. It's hard to it's hard to find to watch, but it is available on YouTube for anyone who's who's looking to do a rewatch. And like, and yeah, and I mean, we can't speak to the to the to the nuances of like every ninja movie that came out in the night. Like, there were so many movies that were just like people are nit like <laughs> random kids are ninjas like it was just ninjas. like that was a that was a whole thing in the in the 90s. but the thing but, is so crazy is he could have been a ninja like yeah oh no like, absolutely ernie, uh, yeah. <laughs> ernie jr could have been a ninja like he won his first contest at the age of six truly six truly remarkable <laughs> 
my goodness, man. Like he, and also, you know, uh, you know, let's just get into the movie. I'm probably gonna skip around, but it opens with um, Ernie Sr. kind of monologuing like, oh man, this is, uh, I hope they would never find him, but I've been watching them from afar. You know, he's yeah. got his eye patch. He's like taking out ninjas in the shadows. The one thing I will say that makes me sad about this movie a little bit is I'm pretty sure people have probably seen, if you're like a kid of the 80s and early 90s, you probably would have seen a know of three ninjas. You know what I mean? Like, you know of that. Yeah. But you don't yeah, but know, you might not know about this movie. But yeah. you may not know yeah. about this one. And it sucks because I used to love three ninjas. I know they had the mask and the color, like blue, red. No, was it yellow, green, and blue? And I remember, like, it was such an appropriation of a culture. And these kids yeah. could not fight. And I'm, <laughs> and like, like, not even a little bit. And I'm like watching Ernie in here and I'm like Ernie Jr. and I'm like this dude should have been famous because yeah. and you think about you think about the early 90s alone like he was in that movie he was Kino in Ninja Turtles 2 and like to be honest I know Ninja Turtles 1 is like a classic but Turtles 2 is pretty fucking good you know Yo, what I mean Turtles 2 Turtles 2 Yo. is great and arguably what makes Turtles 2 so great is Kino like Kino, it's Kino. Like, just, there's just this pizza dude who can fight better than anybody like it's so cool like he is he is phenomenal. And I think the thing that kills me about it is when I think about him after playing Kino, I'm like, where did he go? And I'm looking yeah. at his his, mo- his his credits and I can't tell whether it was because of family or, you know, if he lost friends. He, he was also in, I don't know if you remember, he was like a random bad guy in, was it Rush Hour? Yeah, I was, I was scanning his IMDb as well. And like, yeah, he still, he still randomly will pop up in, in something and has played, you know, l- roles here and there. But 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 to your point, like I since ever since Surf Ninjas being the last time that I like really uh, clocked him up until he like, you know, pops up in the rundown or whatever. I was like, well, can't wait for the next Ernie Reyes Jr. movie. You know, like I was I was actively <laughs> yeah, was man. actively waiting for that movie to come out, whatever it was, whatever, like whatever starring vehicle he was going to have. And I don't and yeah, I mean, I wish I knew any sort of insight into why into into why he you know is it is it because you know he ended up going into doing more fighting and like or or did hollywood just put him into a box of like if we don't if he can't do martial arts then he can't be in this movie well i've been i've been now that is it anything everywhere all at once I always say it wrong every, every everything every, everywhere all at once yes and like I've been listening to a lot of interviews, you know, with the dad from that and a lot of like Asian actors who were like working in like the late 80s, early 90s and just hearing the stories about like what people were asking them to do. And like, because again, like mm-hmm. I I yeah. know how yeah. race it is as a black dude when you see, oh yeah, I got to play a drug dealer. I got to, you know, yeah. I got to be in hip hop. Uh, I get it. Some My mom got to be a crackhead. But like hearing just the accents people would force people to do. And like, I wonder mm-hmm. if that, was something that made him, you know, take a, a pause. Because even if you look at this movie, as much as I said, you know, it's one of the greatest movies ever made, Rob Schneider is in this movie for no particular reason. And the thing is, he is in there. And I, you know, you know the tricky part is, yes, they always have a comic relief. I totally understand that. But the comedy he's doing is low-key racist. Like, I, I mean, yeah. like... It's. I mean, he's trolling. He's trolling everything. The whole the whole movie, He ha- he has some kind of, like comment on on it in a, in a way that's like in a way that's like because he's the he's the every they're all fish out of water but he's the one being like 
you know, ugh, oof, I couldn't sleep. It smelled like chow mein. It's just like, oh what's my the point God. of that? What's the point? Of, what even is the point also, of Also, chow mein smells great, <laughs> <Yes>. okay? <laughs> it smells fucking awesome. One. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, why you got to put this little white boy in here to be racist? Because you know, you know what it is? I feel like sometimes there's this thing of, and it still happens now, where to reach a white audience, I feel like you have to have a white protagonist in it to like be relatable, even though you really don't need it because you should be able to relate to like Ernie or his little brother because his little brother's like, what do I do? Oh man, you can see. And then Ernie's like, well, I don't know if I want to be a prince. That's a lot of responsibilities. Like there's enough to relate to without needing to have a racist sidekick. Yeah. And it's also a shame, too, because, like, I remember thinking Rob Schneider was hilarious in this back then. Like, I remember thinking, I remember thinking he was so funny. And I, and when I sat down to rewatch this, and maybe it's colored by just knowing Rob Schneider now also, <laughs> but, like, but sitting down to watch this, I was just like, Oh, what am I? What am I in for? And then I was in for exactly what I thought I would be thought? in for, <laughs> you know. And I just couldn't believe that, like that, like when it was fed to me, then it was like I, I want this. Ha ha ha! This is so funny, you know. And and you know, th- just times being different. You know, it's so interesting because. You know, I mean, to get, I mean, the movie's random as hell. Guys, listen, we're probably gonna talk about everything. Like the movie's random. Yeah, but 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 even even before we before we jump around, just to just to your point of how good er, Ernie is when we first to your point of what you were saying earlier, when we first see him, he's not doing any martial arts. It's just him literally just like existing as a teenager, and his acting is so good. And and you know, and we 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 see the brothers there. You know, there's they first they're surfing. Then we 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 get them at home and we meet their father. Their father is a white guy. We're like, okay, this is interesting. What's ha- What is the what's the backstory here? We don't quite we don't quite know. Through throughout, there are all of these tactical gear, <laughs> like it, these guys in tactical gear coming in trying to uh, trying to shoot them, and Reyes Senior is is thwarting that. But we get we sort of learn almost almost right away, like after like after a series of like. Of hijinks, you know, Ernie C- Jr. does the like does the Baba Ram speech because he's the only Asian. Ba, he's the ba, o- ba. he's the only Asian kid at this school. <laughs> so the so so the teach so the teacher goes. You have to introduce the Baba Ram, this this dignitary from somewhere in Asia. I don't remember where they where they said. Yeah, they, I remember the name of it. But but low key, this movie is so interesting, James. Just to pick it back on what you're saying, because they do touch on like I feel like it does touch on like kind of racist issues. Like to be truthfully honest, from 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 what you're talking about right now, having to do that speech, to the fact that Leslie Nielsen technically is like a colonizer who burns down a town. You know what I mean? Like it's literally a old white man invading a town. And I'm not even trying to even go into detail of why he wanted to do. It. No, they do, it just. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just because yeah, why yeah. do they do it? <laughs> yes, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And there's something interesting about that, because even as we talk about like the backstory and um, it feels very unique to me because, yes, we're making a kid's movie. Yes, they're adopted, but they actually do address it at one point a couple of times, like before they even know that they're royalty and that, you know, their dad was ex-military. They kind of already like poke fun at the fact that he's like, yeah, no, I'm adopted. Can I use that as an excuse? It's something very interesting to kind of owning 
their own story, which I think is cool because they they have this kind of story in mind at the beginning of it. Then when they find out their royalty, we we see them go through denial to like accepting who they are to eventually just saying, yo, power to the people. I think at one point he literally goes like, yeah, down with, you know, power to the people. I wonder if England would learn from that, but I'm not English. So I don't know. Maybe they haven't seen what <laughs> I'm just saying. Maybe they haven't seen Surf Ninjas. Maybe, maybe we don't need, you know what? Just all I, of England needs to watch Surf Ninjas. And yeah. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why not? Why can why why not? One of the things I think is cool though is that we get to see Ernie and Ernie in so many scenes together. And I can't imagine what it would be like to like I don't know, like act with your dad. Like I like I feel like I've heard of certain stories of fathers who get to play with their kids, like the Griffies. I think LeBron probably won't retire until he can play with Bronny, you know, like you know, Will doing that movie with Jaden, even though it was bad, he got to do it. It's something that seems so cool about that in itself. Yeah, I definitely got, this was my first time watching it with that with that understanding. I mean, obviously their names are in the credits, but watching it this time was my first time really realizing like, yeah, he's in this, he's acting with his dad. And not only is he acting with his dad, but his, he's not playing his dad. He's playing some dude that, that you can like say whatever you want to, you know? And so like, they had this like relationship of like this kind of adversarial re- relationship. And so he gets to be like, back off, dude. Like he gets to like say, he he gets to work out any kind of, if he didn't, if if there was any kind of what am I trying to say? If there was any kind of uh, frustration he wanted to work out on his dad, you know, he can like he could yell at him. He can he like I think pushes him a few times. He can you know I thought that was cool and like and this sort of like thing of like senior being a renowned martial artist and having this this son who is like is a champion at such a young age. It must be really cool to like feel like you're ushering your son into you know, into the business in this way by playing, by literally playing a supporting role to him, you know? That was cool. I love that. It's so interesting because I keep thinking about just the multiple scenes. Like, you know, they kind of, you know, once Ernie Senior comes, of course the ninjas follow and then the the, uh, the dad has to stay behind and then they kind of go on this adventure together and they fight Literally, like you said, they fight the entire movie. Just the two of them fighting the entire movie. While, of course, Rob Schneider is there. It's something about, seeing again, seeing them acting, going on these adventures, and yeah, seeing them fight, but also seeing this dad trying to encourage the kids to like, hey, you can, you can do more. You can be... Like, literally, it's a, when you think about it in actuality, it's just a dad encouraging his son in the most positive way possible. Like, he never really gets mad at them. He accepted their kids. And he's just really just trying his best to be like, y'all can do it. We got it. Come on. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, literally just like, I'm rooting for y'all, little mup. Yeah. Um, and then when they, and then when the, when they actually get under attack and Zatch first shows up to the dad and they're all fighting, we see that their stepdad is like, he can fight too. He gets a couple. He can fight too. He can fight too. He gets too. a couple hits in. <laughs> like, you know, matter of fact, that dude who, says, oh, you're getting slow. It's like a, a big fight choreographer. He was in the raid, which if you haven't seen the raid, we got to figure out a way to review the raid because that shit is fire. I think they're doing an American remake. But yeah, I mean, to, to skip along, it's like one of those things when they get to, I guess, the hideout, which is like the the hidden town where people still worship and stuff like that. And he meets like, this, 
what is it betrothed is that what you is that what it is his, well you could say betrothed yeah but it's they are they're in an arranged marriage <laughs> so so they're not they have they are, are are you betrothed at what stage are you betrothed <laughs> that, that i don't, I don't know. know i don't know but when, but when we meet but when we meet lady deathstrike i was like oh man yeah, are yeah. We just gonna... betrothed this is who is this who she oh it is. is okay perfect because the thing i didn't want to have happen is i didn't want lady deathstrike to get kidnapped and then they got to go save her and now she's just a damn in distress what is cool is is that technically the white dad is a damsel in distress and Lady Deathstrike gets to help save him. And like, not only do I like that she's with them, but she's also kind of like, and we're talking about Ninja Turtles kind of her, she's like Raphael. Like she's like the aggressive one. So she just be beating this shit out. It's very funny how they how they handle that because the second she gets the opportunity to fight, she just does it. And they have to literally pull her off. They have to pull her away from people at some point. Like she was like, wait, I, I was just getting I was just getting good. So she was like, I was getting good. It was getting good. I was on a roll, but she said something like that. See, and that's what happened when she was stabbing up Wolverine. Remember that at the end? Like like he couldn't do anything to her. Her fingernails got real long, and she like stabbed him through his whole body. You know what I mean? That that was one of the best. That's one of the this best fights Marvel's ever done. Film. This is a different movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's like definitely like it's like it's later on in the movie. It's the same character, James. No, it's not the same. Yes, it is. It's the same character. It's just her origin. It's like she was here. She was like, you know what? I'm not trying to marry you, dude. I'm trying to have some adventures. Had some adventures. She might have got in one fight. She lost. She got antimantium in her body, and then she was like, "Yo, I'm about to go fuck up Hugh Jackman." That's what happened. Yeah, and what's what's also great about it too is when we when we first see her to to I think Gerard was saying this earlier, but like when we first see her, it does seem like she's gonna be fully a damsel in distress. Like she's she's playing the part of like of you know arranged. Uh, of 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 woman in an arranged marriage, and she's like, "I will be yours forever." She's saying all these lines that you're just sort of like, "Oof, I'm I feel uncomfortable <laughs> listening to this." And but then they um, but they immediately subvert it, you know, and have her do these these other things. But all of that to say, another thing that I also like, and I I don't know if Jarrah's gonna like this, but I Uh-oh. do like what James. I do like the Rob Schneider bit, the what if bit. I think I think the what if bit is pretty funny. That was the only thing that I still liked. Like almost everything else he said, I was furious at. But the what if bit was so stupid. Him being like him throughout the movie being like, you know, oh, man, you just you just threw that match. Like, what if the house blows up? The house blows up. Huh. <laughs> Earlier today, I said, what if I was a what if I was the son of a king? And now I'm the son of a king, you know, even though he's even though that one's also not right. Like, even though that one isn't also, you know, but throughout the whole time, him being like, what if what if, you know, I that 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 is really funny. It's still funny to me today. You know what it is, is like his whole bit of him, like, you know, his whole bit of he's actually the king was so dumb because i was like what how does he even get here yes that was dumb <laughs> i was like what and the fact that they kept it the whole movie i was like I, this doesn't make sense like how did we get here man? because it gets it gets disproved immediately it's like it's like he's saying your highnesses so why would you think that you're one of them if 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 one person is the offspring of the king and he's saying your highnesses then it's clearly not you, bro, because you're 
bro. <laughs> you're some white. But it's not. It's like, it really is like, it's 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 one of those things where you're like, oh, right, this movie's for children. Like, it's... It's, <laughs> it's clearly not for you, bro. <laughs> I love how you said it, bro. All right. It's, that wasn't for him, though. You know, but... It, it, no, listen, I... Listen, James, you ain't say nothing but a word, man. I just find it funny. You were like, it ain't for you, bro. All right. Because you're right. Because you're right. Because it's not for him. And it's okay. It's oh no, but it's okay. Like I think it's something funny, it's something interesting about this movie where I'm like, as we get in here, and even at one, yo, even at one point, Ernie Senior goes, Y'all keep him around like a pet monkey or something like that. <laughs> like a pet monkey. Just because he gets his character gets so annoying that he keeps, and it's one of those things where I feel like the character's annoying. I feel like this might have been a studio note to add this white character. And I think maybe the writers was like, yeah, this is annoying. I know it. I'm sorry. But we had to to get this made. Because he's just so goddamn annoying. But what else? What else? I mean, Leslie Nielsen isn't even... Leslie isn't even in this movie. Leslie, like, you see him do his phone bit in the beginning. He does a bit in the middle. And then at the end, he comes in. And I... So he got stepped on by an elephant. <laughs> so now he's half machine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. I'm, I'm down for this. this feels also, very, what was his feels, outfit? It feels very nineties. I mean, his outfit, right, is like, you know, he is to, exactly what you said. He's a colonizer who is, uh, you know, appropriating. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's appropriating the styles of the area. Oh, he's the last samurai. Yeah, he's the last samurai, essentially. I mean, they don't go in any of this in the movie, but it's like, he's the last samurai, and he thinks he has claim to, you know, this area, and so he, or this, I guess the, I guess the whole uh, uh, nation of Pakistan, and he's like, I want to take it over. I want to. That doesn't know. sound unreal. <laughs> it's so funny, because somebody was bringing up, I think there was an interview recently what is the actor's name? He he was in Inception. He was in The Last Samurai as the lead. And it's funny because he was like, oh, the movie was progressive because it allowed to talk about like Japanese culture. And I was like, oh, that's that's great. But then I was like, yo, there's been Last of the Mohicans. There's been like Dances with Wolves. There's been like The Last Samurai. There's been... There's been dangerous minds. Yeah, but is Daniel Day-Lewis playing... I thought he was playing Native American in Last of the Mohicans. He's not, right? Is he a white dude who... Wait, the last the last member of a dying Native American tribe yeah, he's, Mohicans. That's a little bit worse. And same with, like, Dances with Wolves. Oh, wait, wait, no. His his adopted... So, okay. Adopted. Oh, my God. So he's not even technically the lead. He's, he is the lead, but it's like... It's about someone else and his half-adopted white brother. Okay, so he is white in it. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, they keep making these movies. <laughs> they keep making these movies where it's like, look at this white person adjusting to... <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, they're going to make one in... Wait, wait. Marcy X? Don't get it. Don't... Malibu's Most Wanted. They got us two black folk. Don't, Don't get it Mal twisted. Don't put Malibu's <laughs> Most Wanted in this. Malibu Most Wanted, I man. I am furious at you. I remember, watching, <laughs> I remember watching Malibu Most Wanted and being in love with Regina Hall. In love with Regina Hall. And at one point, I'm like, they better not at any point let this work out. 
I've never been, I've never been a bigger hater in my life. I was like, they better not let this work out. And I gotta watch this dude appropriate black culture. I gotta look at Tay Diggs and Anthony Anderson pretend to be hood black, but they really from the suburbs. I did like, I still, the only thing I remember from Malibu's Most Wanted, the only thing I remember is them rehearsing the lines and, <laughs> and Tay Diggs tapping the guns together and then crying. <laughs> It's the only thing I remember from Malibu's Most Wanted, and it it still makes me laugh to this day. The movie's terrible, but that it is it is last of the, the Mohicans a comedy. <laughs> it's the last of the Mohicans a comedy. No, it's funny because Anthony Anderson is like, <laughs> you're indicating, you know. He's like, trying. yes, yes, yes. <sighs> like, uh, look, that's 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 last of the Mohicans and Marcy X. Is the last samurai. Well, this movie, and, and then and then in Surf Ninjas, essentially, Leslie Nielsen is is deliberately a buffoon. And I appreciate that because it's like, yeah, it's like yeah, you it's know like what part you're doing. You know, they they make him a buffoon. We know that we don't like this this person, and we and hopefully this person's gonna, you know, fall into a, a puddle and electrocute at the end of it. You know, like that's exactly Malibu's most wanted got a higher Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> score, yo. Because it's because Rotten Tomatoes. Is a bunch of white dudes. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And also at the time, and then also at the time, there were a lot of movies about kids becoming ninjas. And I just bet that they were just like, oh, I mean, also they are racist for sure. What is surf ninjas? Let me look. I mean, not surf ninjas. What was three ninjas? Also, they were racist. But I'm sure that they were just like, we're tired of this sort of like, seeing the same kind of movie happen over and over and over. Also, in Surf Ninjas, I forgot, there are three white... Wait, oh, no, 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 maybe they're not white. Oh, wait, no, they white. Sorry, it's like... Sorry, it's a bunch of them. I forgot three. the three ninjas are white. The grandfather is of Asian descent. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Shit don't yeah. make sense. And also, the, but the thing that I do like that this movie does is it brought up when they were like, when they do look at Rob Schneider and they're like, why are you here? He's like, two words, David Carradine, you know? And he talks about like com- Kung Fu. Like just even just, even just, even just acknowledging that in this movie is like, okay, yeah, they do, a, that's some commentary. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> and for everyone at home, Kung Fu was a movie that came on back in the day about a white dude who knew Kung Fu. But in all actuality, it was a show stolen from Bruce Lee. It's a fam- It's a famous a famously stolen show. He went to Hollywood, pitched the show. They said, no, no one's going to watch this. And then they just did it with of course Div- he left, David came back. They took the exact show. They took the exact show. It's like, you can Google it right The exact show they took and just put a white dude in the front of it. That's what happened. So, yeah. But, again, this movie was phenomenal. Like, at the end, he gives the power back to the people. And you know what, Hollywood? You know what you should learn from this? So you, you should just, learn, you like, just hey. at the end already. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I don't know. My fault. Like, it, the movie's so short. We want to say the movie. This movie's like a solid. The movie's like a solid seventy minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it actually. It's. I think. I think the the. I think it's credits. Credits start rolling at around seventy two. Yeah, but I think this drain is super short. I think this drain is like legit. Like less than an hour. And a half. Credits start rolling at. 73 minutes and 30 seconds. See, okay, that's not right, me. Right, I'm right. like, this drain is a shirt. They were like, hey, 
this is an extended TV movie. That's what this <laughs> is. <laughs> an extended TV movie. I, like, I don't even know what to say. It's so short. Because I feel like... What about just the, 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 the bits, Gerard? The bits. Like, when they when they kick the dude down the, the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny bit. That, I'm t- it's so funny because that bit, when they first... When she first kicks him, they show it from, like, so many different angles. And I was like, okay, they, they probably wanted to, like, show this stunt. But then when they do, like, the high and wide, like, helicopter shot of him falling, like, this is so unnecessary. But you know what? I respect it. And they then they do it, it every again. time. They did it every t- I think three times. And it's funny. It's funny every time. Especially the last one when he just shrugged. He sees <laughs> he, he sees him at the top of the steps and he just goes, Ugh, and then lays back down and rolls. <laughs> you know, I wonder, do kids have movies like this that's just like now? Yeah, they I'm sure they do. Oh, do they? Because I'm like, because of course adults probably will hate on it, but I remember we had you know, th- three ninjas, surf ninjas. We had like first kid. We had all these random ass movies that were just for us. Like not even like we like uh, the Good Burgers. Just like solid yeah. kid. No, I they they enjoy. have them. It would just surprise you when you heard what it was. Like you, you like you're 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 gonna they're gonna be like, oh, you know what I really loved and. It, I can't even think of a movie because I am 36 years old. But, <laughs> but they're going to be like, you know what I loved? And they're going to say it. And you're going to be like, there's no way that movie means the same thing that Three Ninjas <laughs> means to me. <laughs> but, it, but it's going to mean that. Somebody somebody at work today was like, yeah, I love Scooby-Doo. Those movies are so great. And I just know they were talking about. I just know they the were Freddy talking Prince about. The Freddie Prince Jr. one? Yeah, I'm, I just know they were talking about that. <laughs> and, and, and it blew my mind because to me, even though those movies are great. But to me, when I think of Scooby-Doo, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. But to some people, it is. <laughs> you know, when I, when I think of Scooby-Doo, to be honest, the first thing I think of is a pup named Scooby-Doo. There's just no way that's the first thing you think of. <laughs> the first thing? Wow. We also haven't talked about we also haven't talked about the video game the, the kids video game. Oh, plays. okay. This is my thing. I always wanted a Game Gear. I love. I, I will admit, I love my Game Boy, but Game Gear had color. The Game Gear had color, and the graphics were a little better. And here's what's crazy: is we exist in a time where the thing that made something good was that it wasn't in black and white; it wasn't color. And I find that <laughs> speaking of our age, I find that to be frustrating. It's, it's like that was that, it. it. I don't like that. Hell. That's true. <laughs> I used to get video games from like I don't even know what they were called, but like you could go to like Walmart or someplace and get like a little small like handheld game. So it wasn't a Game Boy, it wasn't like a Game Gear, but it'd be very very. Specific. So I remember having like Aladdin, like yeah, game like the was, handheld Aladdin game, like yeah, physical. Yeah. Wait, you just got one of those for your birthday? You got a yeah, Jurassic for Park my birthday. I got a Jurassic Park. Well, one. what is that called? Like, what is that game? Like what the is ha- the handheld games? I yeah, wonder. like is, is that a brand or something? I wonder. It is right here. It's from Tiger. Yeah, it's from Tiger. Tiger. I guess maybe there were other types of handheld games like that as as well, but Tiger was definitely the big one because they had the same they had the same uniform like rectangular shape, you know. I had an X Men one, and I had a, oh my goodness, I had an X Men one, and I had uh, an Aladdin one. Them shits were so hard. Yeah, and this was cool. I mean, and in the movie, it was cool because like they were like it was a cool device. It I thought it was I thought it was cool the way they were like, you know, Adam's gonna be a seer. 
and then his video game starts showing him things before they happen. But then to but to what you were saying earlier, like he's also he also gets to like decide events a little bit. It's sort of like choose your own adventure a little bit. Like there, it's it's not so much that he's fully playing God. It's like there's set parameters. It's like you have these three options. You can pick the octopus, you can pick the the squid, or you can pick the turtle. And he's like, okay, the octopus. And the and you know he picks up the octopus himself, or like. But then later, when he's just he's just turning on the electricity in Leslie Nielsen's suit, yo, I don't understand. I, I yo, don't understand. There were so many points where I was like, I do not understand the logic of this. But you know what? <laughs> okay, you but know what I cool. mean. And okay. him, him using the power without the game to to get the the surfboards. That image is, has been burned in my brain since since 1993. Like when the, the all of the surfboards in the in the woods. Yeah, that was fire. Yeah, that was cool. That was fire. I mean, look, man. I, oh, I will say, I, I it made me want to get an old game system. Like I don't have the Nintendo. I don't have a Switch, but I just saw someone playing Dead Ass. I didn't know PlayStation had a handheld game thing. And I'm like, it's something about being able to just like sit down for a second and just like, I, I had, I knew a kid who in his spare time, he was like a PA or something like that. And, and in his spare time, he would make, why didn't I buy it? It was only like a hundred dollars or something, but he would like make a Game Boy, but he could put every Game Boy game and every Sega game on it. And you could just like scroll through like Streets of Rage and it was in color. Was it like the physical casing of a Game Boy or yes. did he just, or did he make, oh, okay. And then he, but he, he, he would like change what's at what's inside it to make, mm-hmm. wow, that's cool. And I'm like, I need to, the thing, the thing that sucks is I don't even remember his name and that's trash. Cause it was like three years ago. So I'm like, I kind of want that now. <laughs> I kind of really want it, but no, that's fantastic. Can I, can I talk to Hollywood for a second, Jay? I think you can actually, I now think we actually have covered everything, but I, but when you were trying to do it before, there was still stuff. No, 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 you're right. There was fun stuff. My bad. That's on me. That's on me. That's on this me. That's why I need bitch, you. That's we got to talk about the bits. That's why, that's why we're a team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm Rocky. Okay. And you tum tum. Right. Why? Don't make me tum <laughs> What sucks is that's true. <laughs> You're also, the to one. some degree, to some degree, I'm Rob Schneider. If we were, if we were the characters <laughs> in this, <laughs> oh no, I don't, I don't, I don't, why I don't, I don't like laugh. that. That's true, but it, but it is. It's true. See, the thing is, you would be who Rob Schneider was supposed to be. You're supposed to be like the lovable, fun one. That's who Tum Tum is. Like if we were, if we were legitimately the Ninja Turtles, you would be Mikey. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. See, and Braylock would want to say he's Leo, but he's way more aggressive than me on the low. So he's technically, he's technically Raph. There well, is just he could be down no way you're not Raph, Jura. How do you? <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not Raph. Come on, man. How, I'm calm. How I'm do calm, you think okay? that that's true? Just think about it like this. Raph would comments, say he's not Raph. Listen, is this is the thing. This is the thing. In the comics, like, Leo was, like, calm, but then he get hell of aggressive. That's how he got his, like, the cracked shell. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got see. that in me. Oh, so see, you're, okay, so you, okay, all right, all right, all right. See, see, like, Raph just be saying shit, and I don't just be saying shit, okay? I do get the Donatello vibe from Bray, too. I, like, he I definitely Donatello, and then he gonna complain about that. being Donatello, but then he gonna grab a book, and I'm like, bro, you definitely fight with a stick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you all here fighting with that stick. Anyway, 
Hollywood, I just want to tell you, you can make these movies. You can make, as we have now learned from Surf Ninjas, anything, everywhere, all at once. I think we can actually have some of these films with, I mean, this is the thing, it's like, this movie, both of them are Filipino. I feel like there's so many cultures that we haven't seen. And it's something that's so wonderful about like actually doing that. And I think you can do these movies. Think about it like this. Without having to have a white lead. I don't think you got to do it. Like my thing is, if you're Hollywood, ask yourself. If you feel like you only can understand a culture that's not your own by including a white man in it. You might have a problem. Like, you might, like, we, you genuinely did not need Rob Schneider in this movie. I didn't need Tom. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. The fact that he's, the fact that Ernie, the fact that it's not like Ernie Sr., Ernie Jr., Nicholas, um, Leslie Nielsen, and Rob Schneider makes no sense. I think you, Hollywood, I think you can do it. I, I believe that now, Everyone in Hollywood is trying to save face. And I think now why you feeling guilty, go ahead, green light a movie, okay? Green light a movie about a Filipino family, about a Taiwanese family, you know? About a, fa about a Cambodian family. Come on, baby, you can do it. Go, go to Ghana. Not, man, let, teach me about some, some, some knights from Ghana. You know what I'm saying? Ghana got to have warriors, you know what I mean? Nigeria got to have a warrior too, okay? Come on, baby. You can do it. And if you can't do it, stop claiming that you're actually diverse because you ain't. All right? Every time I see one of these award shows, we got to do better. Okay, do better. The only thing I want to say is, while I was watching this movie, I feel like there's just one thing that I would have liked to have seen because, like, <clears throat> so, like, Leslie Nielsen is there, you know, and he keeps, and he's, and he's, it's, it's that part when, at the end, when he's, like, essentially choking Ernie Reyes Jr., you know, and, like, choking him with that, with that mechanical arm. And, you know, and his, his suit starts, like, malfunctioning. And then you just hear, yeah, that's right. You're not worthy of wearing a mechanical suit. And we're like, what is, what's <laughs> We don't know what's happening because we've never heard that voice before. And then we, we, we pan over and then there's Steel's, Steel standing there. It's Steel from the D.C., you know, and he's like, and he's like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to reclaim that Steel for my own. And he starts and he tosses the hammer at him. He tosses the hammer at him. And then, and then, and then the, the mask, the mask falls off first. And then like Steel turns on like a magnet and the magnet zoom, uh, zooms uh, the, 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 the face shield off. It goes right to his to his chest. Then he then he knocks off another piece. The hand flies off, you know. And so, like, essentially, what's happening is Leslie Nielsen's whole like mechanical getup is like deteriorating. James, it's, it's, his mechanical getup is deteriorating. It's it's crashing down. Okay, it's it's, cra it's crashing down. And so then he's there. He's all dilapidated. And he's like an elephant stomped on me. All right, in this podcast, and then, and then <laughs> in this podcast, we wait and review movies, not whether or not we wow. like it, but whether it helps the cause of more leading black actors. Since <laughs> you were going wow. so long, I even let that go for a minute. I let that go for so long. How dare you do this to me? <laughs> I love you. I love you. Not whether or not we like it, but whether it helps more leading black, in this case, Filipino actors in Hollywood, get more Filipino actors in Hollywood. So on the count of three, we're going to give it either a fist, a palm, or nothing. In three, <laughs> two, one.
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two. Two, 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 two palms. palms. <laughs> two palms. I mean, I go first. It, it's yeah. hard because it's... even though we love this movie, it I don't I don't think it helped either Ernie. I'm not even sure it helped Kelly that much. <laughs> that's the shame. The shame is no, that no, you're no. Like... That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, I love it, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is a thing that helped Kelly, but I guess it gave her her one of her first roles. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's sort of like this movie was this movie was obviously was problematic in some ways, you know, pointing to particularly pointing to uh, Rob Schneider, but then also just sort of the sort of general like n- ninja fetish that was happening in the in the <laughs> the nineties, right? But like, but given the given the the talent and the uh and this and like the exposure of that of that ta- talent, I definitely don't think that this movie deserves nothing. And like, and yeah, like Kelly, this being one of it, one of if not Kelly Hughes' first movie or or what what have you, I don't I do not know. But this being an, an an early movie for her is awesome. And and yeah, I mean Ernie, I didn't talk about this before, but Ernie. Junior was an associate producer on this. That's pretty cool. Like oh, that's wow. like him. that's cool that like you know a, a a young guy gets a gets a producer credit on a on a movie, you know. So you you know, and I and and I I think this movie not this movie not doing well obviously didn't lead to like more things for the for the people involved, but like I think it's also had to do with like the climate and and potentially racism that like critics are like fuck this movie you know what i mean so so yeah i i certainly watched this movie saw the poc leads was excited about them you know and you know and and wish wish it was done with with more care like wish wish the writing was done with with more with more attention to you know actual cultures and and things of that and things of that sort so so yeah so do so do better next time hollywood do better hollywood do we have a? Do, let me see if I can. I don't. Oh, there's one thing I do want to do while you look that up. I do want to thank everyone who donated to our Indiegogo. Not only did we get enough to honestly get enough that I can pay people and not go completely broke, we made like $1,000 more. So that's okay. probably going to go to all the overages. We filmed, <laughs> we filmed all this past the overages. Week. Yep, probably go to all the overages. We filmed this past weekend. Can't wait for people to see it. And I now that the Indiegogo has ran its course, I can now go through and look up everyone's names and start getting those shout outs. You know, I, I know we're going to try to do a table read for everyone to see because, we you know, we promised that. But again, I just want to say thank you. The outpouring of love was fantastic. I was a little nervous, but thank y'all. Dead ass. Yeah, I mean, I guess I yes, I will also say thank you, and and I'm looking forward to see who all donated to anyone who has been donating, and I haven't said thank you directly to you yet. It's because I don't know, like I don't. Yeah, I haven't I'm seen. the only one who knows. <laughs> I <don't, laughs> Sorry, I don't. It, it's, it's it's solely me. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's 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 fine. No one has been like, why you ain't say shit. No one's done that. But I'm just I'm I've been I've been wondering if people have been like. Why the fuck, James? <laughs> but so I'm looking forward to being able to thank you personally. Yeah, so you can follow us at Black Men Podcast. Blackmenpodcast.com is our web website. If you rate review us on iTunes, we will read your five stars. We will read your review on the air. Don't have my podcast app 
on my phone, so I can't read anything right Neither now. Neither do I. We need break for that. So we are saving for next week. <laughs> we have a defunct Patreon. It, there's a year's worth of episodes on there. Please, if you are interested, you can sign up. It's $5 a month. If you want to just kick us $5 a month to support, it really does help the, the pod. You also have a year's worth of episodes you can check out. It's funny. People were donating to the film. Through the through the Patreon or no? <laughs> no, but people would donate and then message me like, yeah, so I donated so, we can, so you guys can like review like either Lovecraft or Atlanta. They're like, when y'all going to yeah, start doing yeah, that yeah. again? Yeah. I mean, I watched every episode of Atlanta. So, I mean, who knows? Again, who knows? I mean, you know, if you tweet at me, at James Third Comedy, third is 3RD, I, you know, I got a petition going. You know, we just need 200 signatures. We're at about 14, 15 right now, and it's been several months. <laughs> but we need 200 signatures, and we will bring back Patreon. Yeah, honestly, we will. You do that. We'll bring back Patreon. I will say if you get to 150, I will fight to make sure we bring back the Patreon. All right, there if, it is. If we get to 150. If we get to 150. If we get to 150, we can do a combined. If you message me and James, I will let James know I got another one. So right now, James, I have five. I got okay. five. All right. I got five <laughs> on it. All right. I guess that's it, right? We're good. Yeah, that's it. Until next week, y'all. Be Oh, wait, one, one last thing. One last thing. I know we are a review podcast and we always say we're not a political podcast, but at least in California, the primaries are coming up June 7th. Please, 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 whether you can vote early, whether you can vote in person, please go vote because I'm pretty sure as we all have known, like there's been a lot of gun violence from people. And as a person with elderly parents and just a person living and a person with a bunch of little kids in their life, it is very scary times. And there are candidates, there are candidates who actually will fight against the NRA. I don't know if you guys seen their bullshit ass response to some of the I murders of the seen children. It and I've been ignoring it. Is, it I is a very frustrating response. But there are people willing to fight. You can vote outside of Democrat and Republican. There's so many other parties. Please, please, please. The primaries matter way more than just who's the president. Go out and vote, make your cousin vote. Take people, you can't give people snacks or water anymore, but you can go in troops and just like stand in line, bring a backpack, make a day out of it. Please vote. Seriously, make your cousin vote. Make your auntie make vote. Your, make your auntie vote as well. Make yeah. that make that one friend who's like, uh, voting doesn't matter. Yeah, because we keep electing people who don't give a shit. And now look at us. Miss McConnell's been in office for like a hundred years. All right. He well, done fucked this... up America. Certainly, it's now a political podcast. No, 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 we're not political. Uh, on, on we're that not political. Note. We're not political. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> but seriously. Forever. Dog. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonds. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Ew, ew, ew.